Welcome, everybody, to Studio B. I am your host, Pastor MDH. Thank you so very much for joining us here on the set today. We appreciate your viewership and your followership. Wherever you are watching us from, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, like, comment, follow, and subscribe so that you don't miss anything going on on the set here at Studio B. Uh, last year, I told you a couple things that we're going to be doing differently in the 2023 year. Um, this is going to be one of the first installments of what we're going to be calling a Bible cast. Now, let me just say this. I am a pastor. I've been many things in life, um, been a, uh, a rapper, been a producer, been a music exec, I've been a um, record label owner, been... Um, a business banker, been a mortgage banker, financial advisor. I've worn many different hats in my time here on this earth, but I am a pastor, a called man of God, called by God uh, into the pastoralship, and that is where I find my most distinct joy. And I had a email that was given by one of our viewers um, name being Michael423 at gmail.com. Um, more than likely you're watching right now. And he um, values the teaching that we do here on the set of Studio B and wanted to know that if we can do um, some, it's some, some segments of just the Bible, just kind of talking through the Bible. Now I use the Bible in everything I do, no matter what social issue that I'm talking about, politics, economy, um, race relations, all of this stuff that's going on in our nation right now, I always use the Bible because I believe that the Bible is a light unto my feet and it directs my path. So I, I constantly use the Bible, but I want to, um, in these next couple of months, next few months, next year, we're going to be implementing a segment called Bible Cast. And I'm going to be taking a couple of different segments that you guys send in, Pastor MDH at StudioB.com, and you kind of tell me what you want to, what you want to talk about biblically. Um, I got a lot of feedback uh, last year around October-ish about some things that we needed to be talking about and what the Bible says in regards. But we're going to talk about this for the next couple of minutes or so about what the Bible says, like line for line, verse by verse, word by word. And one of the things that I want to talk about today that the Bible starts off with in the book of Genesis is the power of your words. Your life, my life, our lives are a sum result of the choices that we've made in life. Wherever you are right now, good, bad, or indifferent, you are there because of a series of choices that led you to that destination. All of us, when we wake up, we're given a chance and a choice every single day. Um, should God grace us to breathe another breath, he gives us a chance and a choice. Everybody, no matter your color, your socioeconomic background, no matter where you were raised, no matter what school you went from, 24 hours is given to every single person. But in those 24 hours, you know that some people use them differently. And I believe to the core of my being that the words that we speak shape and determine the life that we live. Let me say that again. The words that we speak shape and determine the life that we live. The value of your words is impactful and powerful. Now, disclaimer, 
I'm not talking about a name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. I'm not talking about rubbing the Bible and out comes a blessing. God is not a genie in a bottle waiting in heaven to respond to your every whim. That's not who God is. However, God gives us the ability, even in the midst of his sovereignty, to shape the destiny of our lives. Now, Psalm 139 says that every day of my life was written in your book before one of them came to pass. God is sovereign. However, God is also a God of choice and free will. Let me say that again. God is also a God of choice and free will. God is too much of a gentleman to force himself on you. As you look at your life right now, as you examine your life right now, February the 13th, 2023, what does it look like? What does your life look like? Are you living a good life, a in-between life, or a life that needs some repair? Whatever your life may look like, I want you to go and find your nearest mirror, look squarely in that mirror, and say, you are responsible. You are responsible. Whatever your life is giving to you right now, it is because of a some result of the choices that we've made. I want to show you through today's Bible cast about how to change better or improve your life so that you are living the most effective life in Christ that you possibly can live. It is important that we understand this. So I want to take you back to the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis. Uh, by the way, Genesis is not the oldest book in the Bible. Um, Genesis is uh, was written to us by Moses. The book of Job is actually the oldest book in the Bible. However, Genesis is the start of it all. Creation, mankind, all of the social order that we see right now, it is happening and has happened in the book of Genesis. And if you just take the first 13 verses of the book of Genesis, chapter number one, you will find great um, uh, you will find great comfort in what God has said. I want to walk you through this now, okay, because I, I meet so many different people in life uh, and so many different aspects of life that live life in the coulda, shoulda, woulda moments. Man, if I woulda did this or I could have done that, X, Y, and Z. And they live in those coulda, shoulda, woulda moments. I'm going to show you in this particular text, in Genesis chapter number one, a couple of things about how you can shape your own narrative. The words out of your mouth explain four things about you. One, it, believe, it, it explains who you believe you are, who you believe others are. It communicates what matters to you, and then it also communicates where you're going. Every time that you speak... You speak in regards to those four, those four things in your life. Listen to them again. Who you believe that you are, who you believe others are, what matters to you, and where you're going. Your speech, what comes out of your mouth, dictates those four things. It tells the world what you believe about yourself. In the book of Genesis, 
chapter number one, verse number one. We're going to walk through just a couple of verses uh, in about 15 minutes. Grab your Bible, go to Genesis chapter number one, get you a highlighter, start writing in your Bible. It's okay to write in your Bible. Okay. It's okay to write in your Bible, make some notes in your Bible. But I want you to see in Genesis one, verse one through 31, in the first 31 verses in Genesis chapter number one, the word God or the descriptive God is mentioned 40 times. From Genesis 1, chapter number 1, verse number 1, to Genesis 1, verse number 31. In those 31 verses, the word God is mentioned 40 times. So God is the subject of Genesis chapter number 1, not his creation. God is the subject. His creation is the byproduct of what he's done, but the essential subject in Genesis chapter number 1 is God. The essential subject is God. He's mentioned 40 times from Genesis 1, verse 1 to Genesis 1, verse 31. The word God, G-O-D, capital G-O-D, is 40 times mentioned in the first chapter of the book of Genesis. Take note of that because this is important that you understand that. God is introducing himself to the world. And while we get caught up and rightly so from some of the magnificent things that are happening in Genesis chapter number one through the creation of God, we miss the point that God is the essential subject of Genesis chapter number one. Also remember this, that in Genesis chapter number one, it starts with God in Revelation 21 and 22. It ends with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you forever. So if Genesis chapter number one is about God and Revelation chapter 22 is about God, then what is everything in between those two chapters about? You guessed it, God. It is important that you understand how God is revealing himself and by understanding how God sees himself and reveals himself, you'll learn a whole lot about you. So in Genesis chapter number one, verse number one, watch what this says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the phrase in the beginning, there's really not a word that we have to express beginning. That word in Hebrew, that phrase in Hebrew literally means before beginning had a beginning, God was there. So we think about the Big Bang Theory and the um, the irony of teaching facts of the Big Bang Theory in our local schools and in our universities. The Bible says something completely different than the Big Bang Theory or the evolutionary theory. The Bible dictates, the Bible communicates that God is the one that created something out of nothing. And in these first few words in Genesis 1 verse 1, you find that, that in the beginning, meaning that God was there before the beginning was there. It says, he, that being God, created the heavens and the earth. The two things that we know the the least about, um, God created those things. In verse number two, watch what it says about the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hoovering over the face of the waters. Now, in theological circles, they call this the gap theory. 
And gap theory is Genesis 1 verse number 2. And in those particular, in between Genesis 1 verse 1 and Genesis 1 verse 2 uh, is what's called the gap theory. I really don't have a lot of time to kind of express that to you, but Google it. You'll find out what it is. It, it, it's not applicable in this site, in, in this particular text, um, because the rest of the verse is going to fill out what people consider to be the gap theory. It says, so the spirit of the Lord... Uh, the spirit of God was hoovering over the face of the earth. Now watch this. Watch this. This is where we're going. And verse number three, remember the earth is void and without form. Right now the earth has a shape. It's spherical. It's, it's a, uh, it's circular. Um, the earth has a shape now, but in Genesis one verse two, it says that there was a time that the earth was void and didn't have form. It had no shape to it. Then God says, so remember this, walk with me now. The problem is, is that the earth was without form. It was void and it was dark. There is a problem. There is a problem. It's nothingness. And in order to address this problem, God does something in verse number three. The Bible says, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So understand this. God, um, God saw a problem and began to fix the problem with the response. Many people right now see the problem. You see the problems in your life, whatever those problems may be. We are good at communicating problems, but we're not good at communicating solutions. The problem is in neon lights right in front of our face. And we talk about the problem. We talk about the problem. We talk about the problem. We talk about the problem, but we never let our voices. We never let our words begin to address the problem. God saw a problem. The earth was void. It was without form and it was dark. And God spoke to the problem, to the issue that needed to be resolved. God used his words to initiate action. Let me stay right here for a second. The problem may be big in your life, but you got to initiate words that initiate the action. If there are no words, then the actions will never come. Your actions are always on the backside of your words. What you speak is what you do. God said that it's without form. It's dark. There's no light. I'm going to speak to that issue. Then God said something to the issue that he was facing. I want you to see this. In verse number three, it says, and then God, and then God said, in verse number six, then God said, in verse number 11, and then God said, in verse number 14, and then God said, in verse number 20, and then God said, in verse number 24, and then God said, in verse number 25, and then God said, in verse number 26, and then God said, the problem was addressed by the words that he spoke regarding the problem. If you would stop talking about your problems so much and begin to start talking about some solutions and bring light into dark places, you will begin to start seeing yourself get out of the very ruts that you keep complaining that you're in. Your words matter and they speak and communicate what you feel about yourself. 
I can tell within five seconds of somebody talking how confidently they believe in themselves. I can tell within five seconds of somebody's talking about where they're going, how they view people. I can tell him within five seconds of talking to somebody about what they value, what they stand on, what is their moral compass? What principles do they hold dear? All of this stuff is communicated. All of this stuff is heard by the words in which we speak. And in Genesis chapter number one, God is showing us, sharing with us that your words matter. So if I'm in a situation that I don't want to be in, I'm not going to sit there and complain about the situation that I'm in that I don't want to be in. I'm going to get words and, 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 and thought patterns that address the issue that I'm in so that there can be some action that follows it. And so God says, here's the problem. Let me speak. Let me speak to the issue. And then as I speak to the issue, the resolutions come. God spoke. Things happen. God spoke. Things happen. Wherever you are right now, wherever you are right now, this is going to be a hard pill to swallow for some of you. It's because that's where you want to be. I know that's hard. I know you don't want to hear that. I know you don't want to hear that. Wherever you are right now is because of where you want to be. Now, listen, we are so good that dysfunction becomes functional and we we reside in dysfunction so long that the dysfunction that we know is not working all of a sudden now becomes comfortable and we begin to dwell in that place. And when I'm talking to people who are in particular situations, I'm paying very close attention to how they speak, how they respond. What is their outlook? And I'm not talking about this pseudo Christianity again, not a name it and claim it, not a blab it and grab it, not coming in, you know, with red blood prayer handkerchiefs and miracle spring water and bringing your money down at the altar and littering the altar with all of your money, trying to get your problems to go away. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about when I come against opposition and my life is not going in the trajectory that I want it to go formulating the thoughts, which in turn enact the words, which in turn excites a response. That's what I'm saying. Uh, everybody, when I was going through, and again, you guys know that I have been so transparent in, in my life um, about the, the, the issues in which I have faced. One of the things that I have been very intentional about doing is not wanting to stay in that space especially if that space is not a good and a healthy space for me to be in. I got to change the narrative with it. In Genesis 1, verse number 26, I want you to see this. Then God said, then God said, well, let me back up to verse number 25 so that you can see the problem that God addresses in verse number 26. And God made the beast according to his kind, Cattle according to his kind and everything that creeps up on the earth according to its kind. He made something in verse number 25, beasts, cattle, all of the beasts of the field according to their own kind. According to their own kind. So cows, cows, monkeys, monkeys, birds, birds, whatever it may be. He made them according to their own kind, meaning that they were going to reproduce in that same manner. So cows were going to reproduce with other cows. Birds were going to reproduce with other birds. Birds were not going to reproduce with cows and cows were not going to reproduce with birds. Every kind was assimilated to reproduce within its own proximity. Then in verse number 26, I want you to see these words. Then God said, here it is him speaking. Let us make man in our own image. Now watch this. 
Remember the word according in verse number 25. Let me read verse 25 to you again. God made every beast of the field according to its own kind, cattle according to its own kind, and everything that creeps up on the earth according to its own kind. Man, it's some good stuff. You need to underline the word according. Because again, cows are going to reproduce with cows and, and birds are going to reproduce with birds because they are according to their own kind. If I want apples, I got to put apple seeds in the ground. If I want oranges, I got to put orange seeds in the ground. I can't put apple seeds in the ground and expect a harvest of oranges because each thing produces after its own kind. Man, this is some powerful stuff. Verse number 26. Then God said, let us make man in our own image. Watch this next word. According to our likeness. In the same way that he created the beasts of the field, the cattle and everything that creeps up on the earth, according to their own kind. He now is at his creme de la creme and he creates man. Watch this word. According to our likeness, that being the Godhead. You were created in the likeness of God. You were, I am, we are created in the likeness of God. What confidence that is to us in regardless of whatever situation that we may be in is such a confidence builder. That I am not an accident. I'm not here by chance or by happenstance. I was created and not just thrown into the world. I was created in the very image of God. Verse number 26. And then watch what he tells them. He said, let them, that's the one that I just created, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds, over the air, and over all the cattle, and over all the things that creep up on the earth. So everything that he made in the previous 25 verses, I want you to hear this. He now gives the authority to his man to govern those things. God creates them, and then he creates his creme de la creme, the man, the woman, and then he gives them the authority over everything that he had just created in the previous 25 verses. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. The social order has been established. Male, female. Not a she-male, not a transgender, not any of this stuff that's going on. The social order has been established, not by man, but by God. God establishes the social order by putting a male and a female in close proximity to themselves. Why? So that they could produce after their own kind. If God would have never brought man into the equation, there would be no man on the earth because man could not produce with a cow. He could not produce with a bird. He could not produce with a plant. So he created them and gave them dominion, authority over the things in which he has created. So what does this mean about the way in which I speak? See, when you understand who God is and what God has done and how God has created you and how God operates, you communicate that and you're not just communicating that to impress people. You communicate that because you believe that deep down within the well of your spirit. So when I communicate, I communicate who I am, but who 
I am in God's eyes, how God sees me, not how man sees me. God sees me as someone that he created in his own image. Then I'm going to communicate how I feel about myself. Why? Because he gave me dominion over the things in which he has created. He did not make me subject to the things that he created. He gave me dominion over the things that he has created. Then he says in verse number 28, then he blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that creeps up on the earth. He said, now be fruitful and multiply. The only commandment by which he gave man and woman. The only commandment that he gave them was to be fruitful. How could they be fruitful if they can't be fruitful according to their own likeness? So when I speak, I don't just speak in arbitrary terms, everybody. This thing right here that is in our mouths, this thing has the power of life and death in it. Your words have the power to determine your destiny. And people who are, um, people who are knowledgeable about that great truth, Choose their words very wisely. Highly effective people don't talk a lot because they choose their words very carefully. Wherever you are in life, you have the ability, you have the ability, you have the ability. Stop letting people put you into this box that man has made. Because this guy can't do that, because this girl can't do that, they impose their own shortcomings off on everybody else. That's not a God moment. That's not a God moment. Whoever you are, and and and, and I don't have time, but I, let me just hit this. Uh, we're living in a time right now to where people just don't like themselves. We're living in a time right now to where our younger generation has the highest suicide rate ever in the history of mankind. They are the most depressed ever in the history of mankind. Although they got all of the things that none of us ever had at their fingertips, at their disposal, they are the most depressed as ever. They're killing themselves in droves. Why? Because they don't like the people that they are. They don't like the persons uh, looking back at them in the mirror. Even though they have everything at their disposal, things from which generation upon generation fought for them to have, they now have those tools, but are the most depressed as they've ever been. Why? Because people want to put you in a box in which you don't belong. And by your words, you reaffirm what other people think about you when what other people think about you has no bearing on who God has made. And the reason why we got all of this stuff going on right now, this person don't like my skin. I think I was born this. I think I was born that. I think I was born this. I think I was born that. Why? You know what those words communicate? That you don't like who you are. God doesn't make mistakes. Take your words, harness your words. And and, and let me say this before I leave. In order to harness your words, you got to watch what goes on, goes in these ear gates. You got to watch what goes in these ear gates. You got to watch it because garbage in is garbage out, right? You got to watch that stuff. 
And this is important on this first Bible cast of 2023 that you guys understand that God has given us certain tools. Now, listen, I can't guarantee you I'm not going to prophesy to you that we're all supposed to be rich, living in mega mansions and driving Rolls Royce Phantoms. I'm not going to say that. I am not going to say that because that is a load of baloney. I believe in whatever state that you may be in, whatever state that may be, there can be contentment and joy in that place. So I'm not saying that God wants us all to be rich, this and that. And I'm not saying that God wants us all to be Fortune 500 uh, people. And I'm not saying that God wants everybody to be a mega millionaire and all these other things. No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that you find out very quickly what God has said about you and acquiesce to that truth other than other people's opinions. Because what you speak, how you speak, communicates who you believe that you are, who you believe others are, what matters to you, and where you are going. And if you speak to me for any length of time, I'm going to tell you all four of those things. I know exactly who I am. I'm not trying to be anybody that I'm not. Who I am is who I am. Who I'm not, I'll never be. Right? And that's just how I live and how I roll through life. I'm a, I'm going to value you as a person, a black, white, red, purple, green, neon. It doesn't make a difference to me. The color stuff don't matter to me. Y'all y'all have heard that many times before. I don't I don't I don't get on those trains. OK, I'm going to tell you what I think about you, because I can't say that I love God whom I've never seen and then hate the person that has been the very image of God. I can't do that. So when I speak, I'm going to communicate the love that I have for you as a person created in the image of God. Then I'm going to tell you what matters to me. And anybody that knows me knows that there's two things that matter to me. It's pleasing God, taking care of my family. I'm a family man through and through. Like the principles in which I built my life on is what matters to me. And then I'm going to tell you where we're going. We're not just going to be running around the barn. We're not just going to wake up in the morning and take whatever life throws at me. No, I'm going to operate life with purpose and intentionality so that I can get to a place to where I believe God wants me and my family to be. But in order to do that, we got to be very intentional. And my words will have to communicate those four things. They have to communicate that. You got to start talking God talk. You got to start talking God talk. Not the world's talk, but God talk. Say what God thinks about you. Understand that the power of your words come from scripture. Understand that God, who is the God of all the earth, regardless about those who want to serve him or not, God is the ultimate source of all life. Satan cannot grant life. Only God can do that. So as you start off this new year in 2023, I dare you to start changing the way that you speak. I dare you to start changing the way that you think, the way that you operate. And if you do this consistently, if you do this consistently, if you do this consistently, you will see the fruit of this endeavor. Changing your thoughts affects your words. Changing your words affects your life. So in 2023, while you're trying to lose 5,000 pounds and while you're trying to go to the gym every single day because you want to get in tip-top shape, I give you another challenge. Won't you try changing this thing, this tongue? Won't you try God talk? Won't you try a God perspective and see how that works out for you? 
Uh, so everybody on this first Bible cast of 2023, we're going to be doing several more of these where we're just talking about the scriptures. We're not talking about anything else. Just what thus saith the Lord, because I believe that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Remember, everybody, be informed, be empowered. Studio B.